0: Well, Father Jonathan, things are not looking great. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> I didn't get to preach today, as uh, I told you the earlier. Uh huh. Uh, because because my community is on lockdown. It's on lockdown.
1: What? Yeah,
0: lockdown. So lockdown. Miss Rona, Miss Rona <laughs> has made an appearance, oh, and I see. <laughs> she is an unwelcome guest uh, at Shea Jesuit. But yeah, we don't she like her. Is here none? Th- yeah, but she's here nonetheless. And so we've had a couple of guys in the house test positive uh, for the coronavirus, and so we're left uh, in strict isolation from the rest of humanity uh, for ten days. So I didn't. I was getting ready to preach. I was like preparing my homily, getting ready to go to church, and was told you have to stay home for ten days. <laughs> so. You and I are now in the same boat. Neither of us How, preach.
1: That's right. How did your parish uh, respond? Like, what? I'm sure they were relying on you to do that.
0: Yeah, the pastor is a really chill guy. He, uh, he's, very, he's a seasoned veteran. He, like, the reason that I'm assigned to his parish is because he's worked well with newly ordained priests before, and he's just a really good mentor. Yeah. Um, no. And so he was very chill. Like He was at a wedding when I called him, and I said, hey, I can't make it tomorrow. I have bad news. It's, uh-huh. it's coronavirus-related. He's like, hey, not a problem. Like <laughs> You take care of yourself, and I'll take that Mass. No no big. Nice. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. No, he was very chill. Very non-dramatic about it. Wow. So anyway. But yeah, so I got nothing to say about my preaching today. How about you?
1: <laughs> nope. Same. I, I, like last week, I still haven't even said Mass. I'm going to do that right after <laughs> we record.
0: <laughs> so hey in uh in lieu of not having homilies to talk about i have uh-huh. i have something i want to tell you and to, to talk uh-huh. to you about really quick about homilies okay i i've had a thought tell me you 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 and i often debate what is a proper length of a homily right That's um right.
1: we'll talk we'll talk about well, this a lot you know is do thought. we debate it because we both agree <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah there's not there's not a lot of debating happening um Here's what I realized. Here's what I realized. I think part of the problem, because you and I come down pretty strong, that like, look, five to seven minutes on a Sunday homily is totally fine, right? Um, yeah. And a daily mass homily, you know, maybe a minute and a half, two minutes, like, and sit down. Um, what I realize is that there's some people that don't agree with us, um, and they think that Sunday homilies should be 10 to 15 minutes or something. Well, what I realize is that I think, I think there's two, at least two, Different ways of thinking about what a homily is for, and the guys who tend to think that the homily should be longer tend to tend to think about the homily more along the lines of instruction yeah where whereas you and me perhaps think in terms of here are a couple of points for you to go pray with <laughs> and so and so we end up preaching shorter because we're like all right here's a few points and go pray with those and I'm going to sit down, you know? But if this was like, I'm going to teach you the faith, then I'm going to go for at least 15 minutes, you know?
1: Yeah. I, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think you're right. Um, I'm going to go further. You know how I often like to take things to the extreme. I'm going to put on my cynical Mm -hmm. hat here for just a second. I'll take it right off. Uh, (laughs) I wonder, I wonder if part of what you're getting at also has to do with the fact that some priests, some not all, painting with very broad brushstrokes here, like to mm-hmm. think of the homily as well. This is Father's time to actually speak.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. like okay? I
1: get on a certain level. Like yeah, you do need that time to to have the voice, you know, to to speak to uh, speak mm-hmm. for the church. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's the homily. (laughs) I don't think that that's Mm. what Mass is for. I don't, I'm not even sure. Okay, this may be a bit of controversy. Uh, (laughs) I don't know that Mass is the time for catechesis.
0: Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Uh, Because say more. Keep going.
1: Well, just because this is literally the source and the summit. Those are those that's the language that we use. This is uh, where we. Draw ourselves to. You know, throughout the week, this is where we we aspire to be on that high holy day, the Sabbath, and that's what gives us the strength to go forward, to do the evangelization, to do the catechesis throughout our daily life. Mm. Like I think there's a deeper problem yeah, here, yeah. where we're only seeing, yeah. okay, God, you're only mm. allowed to have this one hour once a week,
0: mm. and like yeah. I just don't think that
1: that's. I don't think that's the focus of our, of our liturgical time is for you to Mm. to cram all of your, literally your everyday Christian life into this one hour. Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. Which includes catechesis, which includes being addressed by the pastor. Yeah. um, All that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I think you're onto something. Like I think even historically, like catechesis was something separate from Eucharist. Like, I I mean, even sermons. Sermons weren't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's a,
1: I mean, for fear of being uh, ecumenically divisive, mm. that's a Protestant innovation, <laughs> uh, mm. preaching at Mass. Uh, and rightly so. I mean, I think it's good that we brought that in. But like Ignatius, when he told the Je- early Jesuits to go preach, it wasn't go say Mass a lot. <laughs> it was to literally go out in the streets, uh, mm-hmm, you know, set up mm-hmm. these times for uh, for preaching, for sermons, for... Uh, so that people would yeah. gather
0: yeah yeah or even in the middle of i mean i think actually while the priest was saying mass there'd be somebody in the church yeah. as well preaching yeah you know? sometimes yeah. um no yeah so anyway i think this is kind of an interesting thing uh for us to consider is that like what you think a homily is supposed to be i think may also determine how long you think it should be so like maybe one of the reasons that i've been thinking a lot about shorter homilies just naturally is because like i come from a background of like giving retreats and accompanying people on the spiritual exercises. And so I'm interested in not speaking much, but giving points for people to go pray. And that might be influencing my preaching, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, mine, I mean, uh, what am I trying to say here? My whole background with, with art, I think, affects the way that I celebrate mass and the way that I preach. In so far as like, I'm, this is going to sound kind of saccharine and trite, but Like I'm trying to create this experience for people, (laughs) or I'm Mm, not trying to create. I'm trying to facilitate this experience, where okay, there's a well celebrated liturgy, and there's a homily that's short enough to where you're not going to get. Hopefully, you're not going to get bored, but it also is. It packs a punch, as as I have said. uh, Speak truth and sit down. Like, uh, is this going to pack a punch? Is this going to give you something to think about, so that you go forth. I mean, this is the ending of the Mass. Go forth and proclaim the gospel by your lives.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Uh, no, it's good. That's good. So let's keep this, uh, this topic, uh, you know, mulling it over, because I think this, uh, this has some traction for us to be thinking in terms of, like, what are you trying to do in this homily? And that'll really determine how long it is you probably end up talking, um, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so anyway, so let's jump into this next week. What do you got for this upcoming Sunday? I think we're in the 30s now.
1: 30th. Does that mean we've got mm-hmm. three 30th. left or four left?
0: I think we got four left after 34. this one. Uh, 34 yeah, then? I, then Christ the King, or Christ the 30th. King is number 34. This is easily solved by, you know, a search no, on the internet. Um, no, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. So anyway, we're yeah. fast approaching Advent.
1: Yeah. So, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't even know if we should say this or bring attention to it. How about that first line? In Exodus. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Can we say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That might be one of those translation problems that has not aged well. No. Um Yeah. Just because like molest means to bother. Yeah. Um and not just to like abuse, you know? Yeah. Um and so, like, you shall not molest or oppress an alien. Like, that could mean abuse, you know? But it could also yeah. mean, like, to bother, to annoy, to... um, Like, in the Spanish, molestar is to bother. It's not to abuse. Um, right. So, anyway, but yeah, to your point, like, there are words it's that a... no longer seem to mean what we want them to mean, and... Or maybe this does mean abuse, for all I know, you know?
1: I mean, it could, you know, especially when we look at the situation, current situation of uh migrants and refugees like they are yeah not not sexually abused well hopefully sometimes not. sometimes they are but like the abuse that they go through is, is serious both physical yeah. and and, yeah. and mental
0: yeah yeah psychological yeah, yeah. um totally totally um hey so one thing that I was thinking about with this first reading that really struck me that I find very odd uh yeah okay so why is God saying My wrath will flare up, and I will kill you. And then the and then the last line is, "For I am compassionate."
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what
0: do we uh, what do we get about that?
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, okay. So I think on one hand you've got, you know, your typical Old Testament blah 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 blah. That doesn't really, that doesn't really compel me very far. Mm -hmm. I you know I think. I think the Old Testament scholars that will point to things like this, like my wrath will flare up, I will kill you with the sword on one hand, and then compassion on the other is really just that, like you've got two choices in front of you, life and death. You know, God wants Mm. you to choose life. And it's not so much, you know, we we oftentimes as modern readers and interpreters, we see this as God is inflicting all the pain and the suffering on the people right? Because it it says that. (laughs) My wrath will flare and I'll kill you with the sword. Okay. But you've got to remember that these are people that are being afflicted that are writing this. And so when they're going through their period of drought, their period of ignoring the Lord, then it seems like God is punishing them. But what has happened is they have forgotten the Lord. They are no longer seeking Mm -hmm. God's protection. And so the bad things that naturally happen, surprise, surprise... Are happening <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. does that make yeah, sense
0: yeah it does it does now what do you think about this do you think that it is right to say that god's wrath is an expression of compassion
1: i think so i mean like you know it's like the kid me when i was a kid uh just being told hey don't touch that hot stove wasn't enough was it my parents' wrath that I touched that hot stove and burned my fingers more than once? <laughs> well, no, because they told me not to, but I did it anyways. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, so like like in the face of injustice, God's anger seems to be good. Like that's good, right? In the face of injustice, it's right to be angry. Um, and so for God to be wrathful towards the unjust seems to be an expression of love and that's compassion um because god is not fickle you know god is not just willy-nilly being mad at people and then willy-nilly being kind to others you know Um, right yeah hey on a on a macro level i think that i mean i could probably just boil down all these readings really quickly to i think jesus is very clear about what the summary of the law is and like like, the first reading seems to imply that there's this intermingling between the reverence and love of God and the care for one's neighbor. Like, I think that's what the whole first reading is kind of getting yeah. at, is that we're in that section of Exodus where the law is being given, and it's just clear that, like, they're intertwined. You cannot reverence God and hate neighbor, you know? Yeah, um, well,
1: it's interesting, because Jesus here is quoting Deuteronomy chapter 6, the Shema, the great Shema. Here, mm-hmm. uh, here, uh, O Israel, the Lord your God is the Lord alone uh you shall love the lord your god with all your heart soul and mind mm mm-hmm. uh but i think jesus takes it a bit further i mean this is kind of all over the old testament all over the torah this love of neighbor this care of 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 your people like but he's making it kind of explicit you shall love your neighbor as yourself like that's yeah. a that's a new level that we oh, didn't it? get i think i think uh mm. That we didn't get in, in Deuteronomy in the law. Like it's yeah. it's again it's explicit like like we have in, in in Exodus, right? If you lend money to your neighbors, you shall not like an you shall not you shall not do all these things towards your neighbor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm mm-hmm. Like that's all over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think but what Jesus explicit, is calling yeah. us to is to say, well, and he does this often, right? Who is your neighbor? Because for the Israelite people, they're just talking about other Israelites. You know, mm-hmm. you you can unjustly lend towards uh the not you know, whatever. Okay. Uh but Jesus I think is saying, no man, this is for everybody. The law isn't mm-hmm. just for the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the, you know, et cetera. This is for all people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: Um I was just realizing <laughs> reading the gospel again. Uh there's kind of an ironic statement here that I'd never really picked up on before. Uh the, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees say to Jesus, which commandment of the law is the greatest? And Jesus responds with the Shema and then the you shall love your neighbor yourself. But then he says the whole law and prophets depend and are summarized in these two. So like, which are the greatest? Well, the ones that summarize all of it. So like <laughs> the law. <laughs> so like which of the law is the most important? Well, all of it is the most yeah. important.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean again, he he says quite often, you know, you've you have Abraham, you have Moses, you have the prophets. Like if you don't believe them, how can you believe one that's raised been raised from the dead? So totally. like if you don't totally. have this foundation, then what are you like what are you doing? What are you trying? Mhm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so how would you, so like, I'm thinking this, this Sunday's readings to me, uh, seem kind of basic. Like there's not a lot of. Yeah. I was wondering that. Yeah. I even said to you
1: before we started recording, like, is this it? Are we on the right page? Because these are kind of short.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So like, I'm not a big fan of those homilists that will set up and be like, well, today's readings don't really need an explanation. It's like, okay, well, yeah. It's like, don't say that. I mean, Um. again,
1: you know, I hate to be, you know, I'm never going to be one that preaches politics from the pulpit, um, just because I don't personally don't find it very exciting or interesting. But like, I do think that there's something to be said about the current state of the, not just the United States and our election cycle, but through the world right now, like people are uh, so divided across the, across the globe and i can't help but think that this is another opportunity that we've got to sh- to to really speak some of that truth that jesus is not just here for you and your kind. Yeah. <laughs> jesus yeah. is here for us. Period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Full stop.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, and it goes together. Love of neighbor and love of god cannot be divided. And so yeah. you, you cannot claim as a hypocritical person to love god and, and to despise your neighbor. Um can you say a little bit more about what you were saying about how loving your neighbor as yourself is, like, how, does that, how is that different than <laughs> loving your neighbor? Can you say more about that?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I always like to think of this as coming down to uh, the incarnation. Like, okay, what does that even mean to love your neighbor as yourself? Well, I mean, like it or not, we are selfish <laughs> creatures. We, we look for number one. Look out for number one first. Mm-hmm. uh and i think the beauty of the gospel is that it turns that energy it turns that that desire it, as ignatius would say it it it, uh, it orders it to the proper end mm-hmm. uh, so our our disordered desire which is selfishness turns to a love of neighbor instead of a love just of self mm-hmm. it it, yeah. it widens it out mm-hmm. uh, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what i think we find in the incarnation right god becoming one of us so that we know that the love of God and the love that the love God shares within, you know, the Trinity, uh, can be shared now with us. And so there's Mm -hmm, this whole mm -hmm. cyclical, this whole relational aspect of, of how we know our own love between each other and how we know the love between God and how those, that gap can be bridged. I think. Yeah, no, that's
0: good. That's good. Um, there's something interesting there too of just, well, I think one thing that you mentioned that made me think a little bit is that um, it bring it brings the triangle to a completion where it's no longer just God and me, but it's also not just God and my neighbor, but it's God, my neighbor, and me in this yeah. triangle of of love and redemption. You know, and the incarnation is that is that God coming down to man, but then man cre- God creating among men communion that then reflects the glory and the love of the Trinity. So like. I just think it's a really beautiful thing to remember that it's like love your neighbor as yourself, because in that love is the love of the Trinity. Like the right love of right, God right. is found in the midst of that. And so it's not just like love God and love your neighbor, but like love your neighbor as yourself. Like there's becomes this co-mingling of myself and my neighbor where it's like my salvation and your salvation are kind of intertwined, you know, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Um, like the body of but- Christ is more than just like, like a a social club, you know, (laughs) like we're not just in this to be friends. Like we're in this to help one another get to heaven, you know?
1: Well, and I mean, consider that first part, right? This ancient, ancient prayer, you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. Like, what does that mean? Like when you actually Mm. sit down and think about it, what does that entail? What does that ask of you? Well, it means that you've got to have a heart, you've got to have a soul, you've got to have a mind. That's, that's oriented towards the Lord so that you can love God with all of these and give yeah. of that. You can't give in a sense what you don't have. And so mm-hmm. if you're not loving, loving the neighbor as yourself, well then you're saying that I don't have the appropriate love within me mm-hmm. or something. I don't, I'm yeah. getting lost in my own thoughts now. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah.
0: Hey, I mean, I think, I think maybe just as a summary statement for me with these readings um, is that it may be that this is the kind of set of readings that does not need to be overcomplicated. I don't I don't think that we need to just say like, oh, they're obvious, we don't need to preach on it. But like let the readings speak for themselves and say, look, your salvation and the salvation of your neighbor go hand in hand. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Like that's yeah. it,
0: you know? And you also can't love God and hate your neighbor. Like that's it. Like that's the message. Um, and that's a real call to transformation, you know. Um I don't know. The gospel is saying that, I think, at face value, and I think that's kind of the depth of the whole, you know, the whole Christian project is how do you reconcile brothers who otherwise have been estranged, you know? Um, And I think,
1: you know, just as my kind of final thought, I think the psalm speaks really interestingly to this gospel reading. I love you, Lord, my strength. Because we're Mm. talking about my strength, that I'm loving the Lord with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind. Like Mm. that that means that i'm a strong person that i can do all of that but where does that yeah. strength come from well it comes from the lord and so yeah. again that's that cyclical relationship that we have to trust that god is giving us uh giving us that strength
0: yeah hey maybe as a like a way of getting at at this for a congregation is to ask like are you willing and ready to spend eternity in heaven with a person on earth that you hate the most like Ooh. You know, and like (laughs) ask that question and that puts it in perspective like, hey, the goal here is for us to spend eternity together with God and reconcile yourself to your neighbor (laughs) because, man, that'll be a very uncomfortable eternity for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are we prepared to see Donald Trump and Joe Biden in heaven?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure I'm ready to see them on the TV tonight, so I'm not sure if I'll be ready to see them.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, that's my parting thought. So until next time, cool. buddy. All right, pal. All right, man, bye.